Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back for the first time in damn near a month. It's uh, Cinco de Mayo as we're recording this. The closing hours of Cinco de Mayo, so you guys will be hearing this starting on Friday morning. But we are back with another episode of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, unfortunately, Sheena is not with us at the moment, but she will be making an emergency run-in here in a little bit. Uh, so let me start by just introducing uh, the rest of the stars of the show. Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Going good. I'm uh, pretty excited to be, you know, back, back together talking some wrestling and some figs. It's been a, it's been a while. It seems like it's been like seems like it's been ages since we all been together. Yeah the uh, the mania recaps the last time that we all we all got up, man. So yeah, pretty wild. Uh, Jordan, what's going on out in Nebraska, man? Uh, things are good here, man. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while since we've done this. Um, hopefully, we're not too out of practice, but. Uh, yeah, man, it's just been a wild couple weeks here, so same thing with you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's been beyond busy for us here uh, in Kentucky. We so, you know, uh, we left out of Virginia middle of last month, short, but basically the week after WrestleMania. We've been staying with my parents here in Kentucky, and we're in the middle of uh, closing on a house down in Tennessee, so... Anybody that's got kids, you know, it's just crazy when you're kind of just in that in-between state, um, staying at somebody else's house. It's stressful. Every day is another adventure, just trying to keep the kids entertained and occupied. Um, but we're getting through it. And before you know it, we're going to be back in the new and improved Sharpshooter Studios, uh, ready to bring you guys all the audio gold that you're used to. Um, Marco, plug the Chick Foley Twitter handle. Yeah, man. The... Uh... On the Twitter machine, you can find me, Chick Foley Show. You can follow me, give updates on uh, everything Pod Foundation, any any news that's happening uh, in the wrestling world and the fig world. Um, usually try to keep up to date with that. So yeah, you can definitely find me there. And obviously, you can find Sheena on uh, IG at Chick Foley. And Jordan, you want to plug your social media? Yeah, just uh, on Instagram at uh, the Fig God. And we want to remind you guys to follow Pod Foundation to keep up with all the latest from ourselves, the Extra Cooler Show, the Turnbuckle Tavern, and coming down the aisle. Uh, we want to make sure that you guys are using code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles on all your figure purchases and support all the new product dropping over at Chalkline. You guys ready to talk some wrestling? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, let's start off with NXT Spring Break. And first off, uh, did anyone else besides me watch it? Because I know we had the live thread going on Facebook, and I felt like it was basically just a one-on-one conversation between me and my man, Zach Hertz, going back and forth about the show. <laughs> it was just you answering your own question, Seth. How do you feel about this show? Hey, good, Seth. How are you today? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I chimed in a little bit. I was kind of preparing for the uh for the raw down but uh, i did watch it as i was i was going in i i, I said it, i thought i thought it was a solid show personally i thought it was really i thought it was really good um i didn't i, I didn't see any, i didn't feel there were any like, down spots in it at all um 
I, I the only thing I didn't like about it, they didn't really like go full in with the theme, like a spring break theme type of thing with like I don't know, like maybe like change up the set a little bit. But other than that, as far as like the wrestling and entertainment went, I was so Marco. So you you were wanting to see like like girls gone wild, a Jace on the uh, product man, like chicks just flashing and you know doing body um, shots not, and stuff not, to go with the spring break theme. Not necessarily, maybe more like a uh, like a remember MTV used to have those like spring break uh, weeks, maybe something like that, like just you know people dancing around and stuff like that, and nothing scantily clad, but uh, you know you know go go for the theme. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that, man. I hadn't thought about that in years, but I remember as a kid, like always looking forward to MTV Spring Break Week. They would always go to like you know Cabo or or uh, Cancun or something, and it just seemed yeah, it just always looked lit as fuck, man. And, like <laughs> by the time I got to the age where that was like something I would actually do, like I don't think you could have paid me to go to that kind of scene God, just because no. that's never really been like you know my vibe but as a kid i was like oh this is what looks, i got to look forward to when i grow up it looks so fun but yeah like uh you know something like that i mean because nxt right now is you know geared towards the younger audience so like you figured they would kind of like throw something like that in there but you know missed opportunity maybe they'll do it next year who knows yeah i thought it was a fun show definitely not takeover worthy but you know maybe takeover light it was it was pretty good for a 2.0 yeah. show um i saw I, I like how they quickly addressed and got rid of the you know for storyline purposes um uh, malcolm bivens uh yes. persia parada and dexter loomis with just a couple of skits so you know at least at least we got some sort of acknowledgement and it wasn't just like hey ignore everything you've been seeing for the last few months on tv yeah. so that was good uh, what do you think the match of the night was, Marco? Dang, that's gonna be a rough one. I want. I might go with the opener with the triple threat match. I think. I mean, that that yeah. might be my favorite match of the night. I think the opener was definitely my favorite as far as bell to bell action. Um, I did like the Viking Raiders versus Creeds though, probably yes. for my favorite match, just because I'm always a fan of main roster guys coming down for for cameos on NXT. And, and I, I thought that match just really slapped. Um, Jordan, you said you just caught the highlights, man. Did anything from the, the highlights stick out to you as, as a more casual NXT observer? Man, I, this one just like felt like a, a early or a mid nineties in your house show to me. Like it was just a bunch of thrown together matches. There's not a whole lot of storyline behind any of them. It was just, I mean, it was just kind of there. Yeah. I, I watched the highlights of it. Um, yeah, I, I like seeing the Viking Raiders in XT. It just it, it fits more of who they are. They don't need to be a comedy act, dude. They're just some ass kickers and out there to wrestle, and NXT lets them do that. So um, I'm all for them actually staying down there. Um, but, yeah, it, I don't know. This one just kind of felt thrown together. It was just like, hey, we're going to do this just to try to draw some ratings, which I get because they're not really getting much on ratings anymore. So, um, yeah, I just – I don't know. For a thrown together show, it was what it was. But yeah, I'm not really a weekly NXT viewer anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, speaking of the uh, the ratings, I actually think NXT could be well served uh, by going back to like a Peacock exclusive, like how NXT was originally uh, just being a WWE Network mm -hmm. exclusive. I think that was definitely the glory days of the brand. And I think it just works out best considering it's uh, 
developmental. Um, one other thing I want to address real quick. I, I, I got a text from Jordan, you know, uh, asking me to, to, to pep it up a little bit. Just so you guys know, I am recording again. Like I mentioned, I'm at my parents' house right now. So I have my, my parents and my son, Brett, sleeping down the hall from me. And Sheena's upstairs. The reason Sheena's not with us is she is actively trying to get the uh, the future women's champion, Stella, <laughs> uh, down to sleep. And normally it wouldn't be an issue, but my parents have um, all hardwood floors downstairs and it's like, it's real hardwood. It's not like laminate or anything. And this shit's from like over 20 years ago. So um, like the sound just bounces off of it, man. So that's, <laughs> so Jordan, that's why I'm trying to talk like, a little bit softer than usual. With yeah. you. I'm trying not to have uh, the whole, mind. I'm trying not to broadcast the show throughout the entire house. Yeah. I don't mind the uh, NPR version of, uh, of Seth talking right now. It's not, it's it's pretty good. This man, open, here's how Seth opened the show, guys. Hey, welcome to the Chick Foley Show, guys. I am your host, Seth Phelps. Hey, nice to see you guys. Is it Cinco yeah, de Mayo or 420? Hey, man. Yeah, like Marco said, man, I'm going for the uh, I'm going I'm going for the NPR AM radio vibe. You know, we're gonna get some uh, we're gonna get some fucking Steely Dan and some Leonard Skinner B sides playing here in a little bit, man. As the uh, as the show goes on, um, so with, with all that out of the way, man, does anybody got anything else to add on NXT? Nope. All right, let's uh, let's have a drink then for Cinco de Mayo. All right, I will kick it off again. It is Cinco de Mayo, so it was only appropriate that I drink a Mexican beer, and I'm drinking some Soul. So normally, I would go with Corona for my uh, cerveza of choice. In a pinch, I might do a Dos Equis, but uh, you know, my dad hit the hit Walmart on his way home today, and this is what he grabbed. And it's a scientific fact that free beer tastes about 20% better. So that's what I'm drinking. And uh, to be honest, it's going down pretty easy. Uh, Jordan, what are you sipping on, man? Uh, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, I am drinking a margarita tonight. It's just, uh, I drank some Coronas earlier, and now we're on the margarita train. So happy Cinco de Drinko. <laughs> what uh i mean you gotta be more specific dude we know this is a drinking podcast what what kind of margarita are you rolling with so i went with some uh dobel tequila um i mixed my own i did some margarita mix a little uh sweet and sour mix um a little pinch of lime so just a homemade margarita lime margarita nice man all right and marco what are you drinking man oh man of course it's uh single de mayo so you have to go with the uh with the uh, Chick Foley favorite, the uh, WrestleMania 17, um, the Terramana Tequila, um, with the uh, the Broken Skull Margarita mix. Um, so yeah, just sipping on that right Hell now. Yeah. And, yeah, felt it felt it was suitable. We're talking wrestling and Cinco de Mayo, and I mean, it all added up. All right, so Jordan and uh, Jordan and Marco are on the margaritas. Sheena didn't even make it to the opening bell for this podcast, so it, it may be a one man monologue by the time uh, by the time the show ends tonight. We'll see if these guys can uh, can hang. Uh, y'all ready to talk backlash? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, so I don't really got a whole lot of detail on kind of the uh, the format for the sh- the show. We'll just kind of go match by match. 
Um, starting it off with Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Jordan, what what thoughts you got on this match? Um, definitely a match that needed to happen just for the fact that uh, Madcap finally got tired of being pushed around by Corbin. Uh, I do have some high hopes for this match, honestly. I, I think Madcap showed a lot the last couple of months. Corbin is what he is, so I don't expect much from him anymore. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping Madcap shows out and has another good match for a pay-per-view. Yeah, the uh, the storyline has been lackluster, to say the least. But both of these guys are generally pretty good once the bell rings. Um, I'm I'm saying, though, I got high hopes for, for Moss. I hope he wins this match, gets a, gets a repackage, and you know, puts Baron Corbin in the rear view mirror. Um, Marco, how about you, man? How, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely see uh mad cat Moss taking the, uh, taking the W here. Um, it, it goes without showing that like Baron Corbin, like as much as like, you know, people hate him and stuff like that. That dude's like super consistent across the board. Uh, when it comes to, when it, when it comes to matches, you can pretty much put him with anyone and you can get a pretty decent, uh, decent match out of, out of him and, and his opponent. So, um, and Mad Cat Moss is obviously a rising star. They're definitely, you can see them pushing him, um, to the moon at some point. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm actually like, like low key looking forward to this match to see how, see how it plays out. Yeah. I'm going off of nothing aside from my own, just speculation and guessing off this, but I'd be willing to bet Baron Corbin's the kind of guy that like really gets under people's skin backstage, because I think we all know he's far from being the the most talented wrestler that there is or the flashiest. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of really amazing guys either um, released or being allowed to walk out the door over the last year and a half in WWE. But it seems like he just does exactly what Vince McMahon wants, both on the mic, yeah. in the ring, whatever. He just checks off all the boxes for what Vince is looking for, for a mid-carder. And that's why this dude has survived cut after cut and why he's going to be around for a really, really long time. Yeah, he's solid, man. He like, he, he's like, he's good in the ring. Um, he's great. Like you said, he's great on the mic. And he, you know, he he doesn't injure, he doesn't get injured. He doesn't injure people. You never hear like, you know, Baron Corbin's going all willy-nilly and injuring, you know, top stars and stuff like that. So he's really consistent. Um, I mean... I don't see him getting released anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, like you said, he's he's definitely uh he definitely plays it by the books and it's definitely helped. I mean, they he's been in definitely like some top tier matches too as well and some main event matches. So I mean he retired Kurt Angle for God's sakes. I mean, we can't forget that anymore. Right? Yeah, no lie. Yeah. Um I'm still not a fan, but yeah, I, I think you know, you might as well get used to it because he's not going anywhere. Um, another feud that I think has started to run out of some steam, even though it was looking pretty good going into WrestleMania, um, Bobby Lashley versus Omos, uh, Marco, what do you think, man? Is, uh, is Lashley going to, going to take the L this time now that he's got MVP going against him? Yeah, probably. I think, uh, you know, WrestleMania backlash is obviously their, the rematch pay-per-view. Um, and you know, with the WWE, the 50, 50 booking, on most of these, you, you got to think that uh, Omos is taking the W. Um, plus, with you know, with MVP, with him, and you you kind of seen a little bit more out of Omos as as far as his character goes. Um, you know, they, they a lot of people talk about like the Omos experiment, and if it's over, and 
you know, if, if they're, they're done with like pushing him and stuff like that. But I think it's just the beginning. He doesn't, you know, technically have to go like go crazy and win a world title right now. But I mean, I think, I think you stick MVP with him and um, take him along for the ride. I think, uh, I think you're going to get something good out of it. But um, yeah, I think he's definitely taking the win from, uh, from Bobby Lashley this time around. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely got the size advantage, which is rare for somebody going against Bobby Lashley. He's got MVP working for him also now. If only Bobby Lashley had a couple guys to watch his back and help you yeah. in the odds, you know. But uh, for whatever reason, he's just decided to fire the hurt business not <laughs> once but twice. Um, still don't understand that one. Uh, what about you, Jordan? You hyped no. up for this match? Dude, to be completely honest <laughs> with you, I- I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Me and Seth talked about this on the last Pod Warriors. Like, I'm all for them rerunning some storylines back from WrestleMania, but dude, I don't need a carbon copy of WrestleMania as the next pay per view. Like, dude, this this feud has lost so much steam in the last couple weeks. I honestly don't know how people can watch weekly television anymore, dude. It's it's just not enjoyable. I mean. I'll record them and then fast forward through it just to see if I miss anything. But yeah, dude, this one definitely ain't doing it for me. Um, like you guys said, the MVP thing being infused into it was cool, but I don't know, man, just three weeks of this has just kind of ran its course for me. And I'm just kind of over the whole thing. I mean, Omos definitely needs this one more than Lashley. So I guess that's probably who will win, but yeah, I mean, is anybody going to be mad if Lashley wins? Like, I, I got nothing for this. Uh, Marco, I mean, you're definitely more in tune with the week-to-week product than the rest of us from doing the raw down over on the Turnbuckle Tavern feed with uh, Young Anthony and, and uh, J-Bone. Um, what has like, the live crowd reactions been towards this feud? Are, are, does it seem like people are still into it, or has it just been flat anytime they have a segment going um, on? Not flat because – Bobby Lashley, obviously, he gets a good pop uh, when he comes out, and they change his entrance up too. Um, that was another thing I noticed on Raw. It's not, it's uh he's kind of like standing on a podium uh, when he when he uh, when they put the camera on him, stuff like that. So, but he, I mean, it, it's getting it's getting the reaction because of Bobby Lashley. Not, I don't think, not so much of Omos. Um, and then the MVP you got to throw in there too as well. But it's not. I, I wouldn't say it's flat. Um, I would say there's there's rumblings, <laughs> there, there's there's at least some noise when uh <laughs> when both of those guys are you know in the vicinity of each other. So, I mean, it's I mean Omos is an attraction. We kind of talked about this on the raw down. Like he's you know, and then we talked we kind of talked about like does does that even matter anymore? Like the uh like the you know come see this like big giant dude when there's like guys his size that are way more athletic and that type of stuff. So, I mean, that's obviously that's a whole other conversation, but I mean, I can see why like Jordan would be, you know, not interested in this feud at all. Um, but I can also see why like a kid would be interested because Omos is a giant dude and, uh, and uh, Bobby Lashley looks like a superhero. So I can totally see both sides of it. Um, but yeah, it's one of those weird, like weird, uh, enigmas where it's, you know, Bobby Lashley is getting the pop MVP gets a reaction, but Omos doesn't. And I think kind of, you know, they're getting the reactions that Omos needs, but I don't think he would obviously walk down and get the reaction that they would get. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird situation with that feud. 
Yeah, I really liked Omas as AJ's bodyguard. Yeah. To me, there's just zero charisma in uh, in his like performances in the ring, though. Man, I think he was better just uh, as you know uh, a, a side piece. You know, yeah. pardon the French, <laughs> but uh, as you know, or a side dish, I guess, is better. You know, like a, a, an accessory for somebody else, man. Just because. I don't know. He's, he reminds me of like the great Kali when he's actually in the ring wrestling. It's just, uh, it just doesn't yeah. do it for me, man. Something about it. All right, let's go on to another WrestleMania rematch right up Jordan's alley. Uh, AJ Styles going back against Edge this time with a special stipulation of of Damian Priest uh, being barred from ringside. Uh, we saw Finn come out and help AJ on Monday. That seemed like it really came. Out of nowhere, it was Bullet Club Day, so maybe that's why they just threw us a bone. But obviously, the speculation is already going wild. If you've watched WWE um, at all in the last 25 years, you know that probably wasn't an accident, and it could be setting us up for a swerve, bro. Um, Jordan, what do you think, man? Are we going to see Finn turn heel and join up with Edge's uh, Judgment Day faction on Oh, Sunday? boy, I hope so, man. Nothing would get me more excited than seeing Finn Balor join Edge and Damian <laughs> Priest. Let me tell you, let's have let's have Finn Balor play third wheel of those two, man. I, I'm just, I'm just going to get all jacked up about WWE tonight, man. This is just great. Uh, no, but seriously, this match should be pretty good, but... I, Dude, no, I'm not excited about Finn going into a faction with those two. Like, nothing could probably get me less excited than that. I, I kind of like it, man. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just wishful thinking because I'm such a Finn mark. Um, I don't think he would automatically be the third wheel. I could see him being yeah. like the top dog, and you know, Edge almost going to like a like Ric Flair and Evolution type role. Um, with, with Finn being the, the main dude in, in the faction. Yep. Um, you know, Finn's not the greatest on promo, so if he had Edge talking all the shit for him and he just had to go out and wrestle, I think that could be a good setup, man. Uh, what do you think, Marco? Yeah, no, no, I agree with you, uh, Seth. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it would definitely help, you know, because obviously if you read, like, the social media and Twitter and all that stuff, everyone's like, oh, Finn Balor's, you know, getting buried, and you know, obviously he lost the title to, you know, uh, Theory a few weeks back. And, um, I think, I think having him, um, you know, even turn heel, just seeing him as a heel would be pretty cool as well. Like just like a full blown, like, like evil Finn, Finn Balor. And we might see the, the demon Finn Balor at some point since that kind of like fits that, that faction. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I agree with you with him being like, he wouldn't pay the third wheel. He'd definitely be like the second, like the right hand to, uh, to edge him being the senior, to uh, Damian Priest and Damian Priest still being like that, like student uh, to both of those guys. So I think you kind of need like a, a Finn Balor type in that, in that group. And then obviously um, the rumors with Rhea Ripley possibly joining as well. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty cool faction personally. Did you just say that Finn Balor yeah, would be the well. senior to Damian Priest? Me- meaning like in the, as far as like the, you know, in ring, Stuff. I mean, he like, is a year older than him, but good lord, like no, Damian not like senior Pri- age. <laughs> Damian Priest looks like he's about fifty years old. No, uh, I, dude, I don't. Man. Yeah, I think it's funny. They always they kind of they kind of push Damian Priest as like oh, a no, he, young up and coming superstar, but yeah, no, he is. Yeah, no, I mean, like man. as far as like you know the status in WWE, like obviously Fritz Balor's been there longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah not definitely. like the actual age. I hope I hope yeah, you guys and, are right. And they still, they, yeah, and they present him. 
Yeah, they present Damian Priest as yeah, like a young dude on old. TV for whatever reason, even though I think he's yeah, he's older than all of us. On the, yeah, he's 39 years old. So he's almost as old as like Bret Hart was when they were trying to push him out the past year in WWF back in 97. Um, pretty crazy to think about. All right, we're halfway through with the backlash card, so let's get a word from the Turnbuckle Tavern. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, one other disclaimer for this uh, special edition of the Chick-fil-A show before you go any further. If you guys notice any any audio hiccups or glitches or anything on this episode, um, it is strictly uh, because... I am out in the country uh, recording right now. When I say the country, I mean the country. Uh, like I'm talking, we're 15 miles from the closest gas station where I'm uh, taping at right now, out in the in the sticks of Kentucky. So, don't blame it on Jordan or uh, Marco. <laughs> it's all on uh, on me and Sheena this week for the uh, all, all the headaches and hassles and, and horseshit with this episode. Um, let's get on to the top three matches of the show. We'll start off with another WrestleMania rematch, just for just for Jordan. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Cody. Uh, what do you think? Does this is this one getting your goosebumps? All right, this is better. This is definitely better. I mean, this this should be the match of the night. Obviously, um, I think this feud has been good. The parts I've seen of it, what I've watched on weekly television, um, it is cool to see Cody back. Obviously, I just wonder how long he actually stays at the top of the card. Um, but yeah, him and Rollins will put on a great match. I mean. There's there there's not really much that needs to be said. They're going to throw down. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, if I could break kayfabe for a minute, I'm a little bit worried on this one because I don't see anywhere this goes storyline other than Cody going over Seth again. Man, I really don't see them. I see Cody's first loss on this run coming from Roman Reigns, and I feel like they're gonna they're gonna put my uh, you know have my boy take the clean loss once again, man. Which is. Uh, pretty depressing but i don't see any way that Seth's going away with the dub on this one just from a non-kayfabe perspective uh marco what do you think man is there any way seth rollins can uh revenge his his loss from wrestlemania um, no i'm kind of with you on that <laughs> i think uh i think cody's definitely taking the win obviously there's going to be like a crazy near fall for uh seth um you know looking like he's gonna win but i i, yeah, I think cody's gonna take the w and I kind of think this is going to be like a. I'm not sure how long. I mean, you really can't do a rubber match if if Cody wins, you know, two times in a row. Like, why why do a third one? But yeah, like, that's it. My thing is, I think this might be either like a, like a, a changeover for uh, Seth. Like, maybe he'll like change his character up again. Um, I can see him taking some time off for a little bit, um, if anything. But I mean, who knows? Um, I definitely want to see, like, for some reason, I want to see a change in Seth Rollins. Maybe, like, go back to that, like, you know, just, like, just more vindictive. Not not coming out laughing and, you know, playing into the crowd and stuff like that. Just come out and be, like, a full-blown heel, essentially. Um, and I'm hoping maybe, like, you know... Yeah, he's basically, like, a... 
He's like a Grand Theft Auto character yeah. or something right he, now, man. Yeah, he's he's kind of like playing, you know, he's a hail, but he's kind of playing into the crowd with the, you know, the oh, oh and all that stuff. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I definitely see him losing. Um, and it's, you know, we, we talk about this a lot on the Raw Down. Like, we, we, we definitely think Cody's going to win the title. Uh, the rumors are he's going to win the title at some point and bring back the winged eagle. That's what is for. If you guys haven't been reading social media, that's like that. That, that would almost make that's it like be the worth hot it. Topic going around. That's like the rumors or whatever. But the other thing is, it may not be televised when he does. A lot of people think it's going to be at MSG where his father didn't. Um, where he was unsuccessful in winning the title. So a lot of people think it's not going to be televised when it happens. Um, it's going to be off TV. Um, and then you get a lot of factors coming up. You have that um, clash at the castle coming up. And obviously that's going to be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I don't see any other match besides that. So he Roman Reigns is definitely going to have the title in September. So who knows? We we can't count uh, Cody out or Seth Rollins out of the title picture. Just, just yet anyway, I think. If they ended Roman Reigns title run on a non-televised event, Everyone knows how I feel about Roman Reigns. If they honestly did that, that is one of the <laughs> dumbest things WWE will have ever done in their entire run. That would be the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Well, you won't see it because... They need another pay-per-view of MSG, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, we're not doing that. We, uh... Yeah, it's been it's been a while since they've had a pay per view at MSG, man. I can't even. I don't think since I came back wrestling that came back watching wrestling they've had one. They had a couple of uh, a televised house shows on the network, but yeah, but that was it, man. So maybe we'll get a maybe maybe uh, we can get a special pay per view at MSG to make that happen. That would be kind of cool to bring it full circle for the uh, the Dusty story. But I think there's like some licensing fees and stuff, man. It's real expensive to do a uh, to do TV or pay per view yeah. at a Madison Square Garden. Like they charge extra. Yeah, they. Uh, I, listen, I was actually I started listening to the uh, the Road Dog his uh, his new podcast that he has out. And he he actually talked about that, like um, how MSG isn't his favorite arena, uh, mainly because of the production costs. <laughs> he's like being a producer on on obviously on SmackDown. Right. He said it was like really expensive. Um, to do anything there, essentially. So yeah, I don't, I don't see them televising it there. I mean, if they do, I mean, that'd be cool. But yeah, I think if it, if, if something does happen, it's gonna be off. It's gonna be off. Uh, it's not gonna be a premium live event as they have now. All right. Speaking of Roman and Drew McIntyre, let's get into this six man tag. We got the Bloodline going up against Drew McIntyre and RK Bro. Um, I'm pretty hot about this yep. one, man, because I. I was really hyped up for the tag team unification match. I don't know. And they didn't even really give us any storyline reason for why it went away. Like they were hyping that up hard for like four weeks. And all of a sudden it was just like, bam, no, it's going to be a six man tag. Uh, the behind the scenes rumors are that ticket sales were kind of lagging for this event. And they were like, fuck it. Let's get Roman Reigns in a match. <laughs> and so this, this is their answer. Um, but it's definitely a bummer because I thought the first off, I thought RK Bro and Usos just would have tore it down in a pay per view yeah. match, and more importantly, I just think it would have been really cool to um, to have the titles unified. You know, uh, they already did it with the the WWE title and the Universal title, so why not these? Uh, Jordan, what do you think about uh, that the match getting scrapped and us getting basically the house show special? Yeah, instead? not a fan either. Um, this is again, this is a straight up thrown together match. Um, yeah, I would prefer Drew and Roman not be in this match and us just get the unification match. The 
RK Bro and Usos could have main evented this show, and I don't think anybody would have been mad about it. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I just man. I don't get this match. It just it, it, you're probably right. It is probably for ticket sales just to get Roman on, but I don't know, man. It's just this is just such a cop out. A month after WrestleMania, and Roman's not even defending the title. I just I don't know, man. It's it's this is a weird one for me. And the most. And the the Usos and RK Bro storyline was like the most interesting yeah. thing that was happening on WWE TV on a week to week basis, man. And now it's just uh, just up in smoke. Um, Marco, I do got to give you and Sheena credit because even though Uncle Dave kind of took me and Jordan's side that Roman wasn't hurt, it's really starting to make me think like maybe he was injured, man. Because it seems like you know, obviously we haven't really seen him in action at all on uh, on SmackDown yeah. or Raw. And it seemed like they were very hesitant to even put him on this yeah. pay-per-view. I'd be willing to bet we see him less than, you know, five minutes of in-ring action. So maybe you guys were right, you know. Maybe it was one of those uh, once-in-a-blue-moon times that I, I was wrong about something. But, uh, but yeah, either way, we're getting it scrapped and we're getting, you know, this uh, the six-man tag instead. Um, who do you see going over in this one, Marco? Uh, I definitely – I mean, since they're kind of, like, setting up the Drew McIntyre – Roman Reigns, sorry, I mean that. I mean, this is probably. I mean, they probably didn't want to. They kind of scrapped that Shinsuke Nakamura storyline too, because it looked like Shin. It was going to be like, yeah, which yeah, that would have been cool, Shinsuke man. Shinsuke and um, Roman Reigns at the pay per view. That would have been pretty awesome. But um, yeah, it's that, and I think I think RK Bro and McIntyre are going to you know win. Um, I think uh, Jimmy is going to be the one to get pinned, um, mainly because and this is. I kind of brought this up before so i think it was also scrapped because did you guys see recently they released cam footage of his of his arrest in july of last year did you see that did you guys know that happened no i did not see that give so, us the uh, so, spill yeah, the so tea. tmz released a video from last year mind you not this isn't recent of him basically like you know talking crap to the to the arresting his arresting officer essentially you know like you know, saying profanities to him and all that stuff, kind of like degrading the cop. And, and like, he, I, this video just comes out of nowhere. And then out of nowhere, they don't do the unification title match. So mm. I'm thinking me, that my own conspiracy brain is thinking there's something to that. Um, uh, not, not saying like, you know, he's going to go to jail or anything like that, but there could be some type of legal things happening. It, for me, anyway, that's what I'm thinking, and the, the reason why he might not be around to, you know, be a unified champion for long. It might be something where he's tied up in something mm. else. That that yeah. that was my own thing. So it, I don't know. Just just the abruptness. Yeah, it's possibility. Just the abruptness of them like canceling that match was kind of weird. Like it, it just it, it, ticket sales are none. They could just throw Roman Reigns in a match with Drew McIntyre, and then just have that unification match still. Just add another match to it. I don't. I don't think adding him to that as a triple threat match makes any sense at all. As to like hiking up ticket sales. Yeah, I think it's something more behind the scenes, and I think it kind of has something to do with that video that released like a week ago, out of nowhere. We'll see. To me, I don't think. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Who knows what goes on in Vince McMahon's crazy brain? I don't think DUIs. I don't think he really sweats them. Look at Jeff Hardy. He had like what, like twenty nine DUIs, <laughs> and WWE was still bringing him back time after time. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think I think it was a. I think it's Roman injured, and they wanted to hold him out, but then the ticket sales pushed him. But 
we'll see. Time will tell. I'm really hoping. I think Hell in a Cell is our next pay-per-view after this one. I'm hoping maybe we just get RK Bro and the Usos in that one because um, I know those guys yeah. would tear it down. Um, going on to what I think should be the main event, the I Quit match between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I don't see any way, again, I'm going to break kayfabe, I don't see any way that they could convince Ronda Rousey to say, I quit and lose this match. Uh, what do you guys think? Does anybody think Charlotte has a chance to to come away with the dub in this one? Um, I honestly would be more, su- like, even if it wasn't an I quit match, I'd be more surprised if Ronda lost two straight matches, to be completely honest with you. And then them putting the I quit stipulation yeah. just... I think that made it even more that there's there's no way. I, I agree with you. You can't have a former UFC fighter come in. We're breaking kayfabe a little bit here, but can't have a former UFC fighter yeah. come in and say, I quit in a wrestling match. Like, dude, that would look pretty bad. I, I just, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see anything that like that happening. So, yeah, I'll go with Ronda as well. Yeah, I don't... They could uh, they could always hit the Royal Rumble '99 Mankind and Rock gimmick. Just you know, Charlotte. Your monkey with ass says. <laughs> just just replay that actual audio <laughs> with the Rock. Um, I don't know. See, see, my thing is. What, what do you think, Marco? I don't know. My my thing is with Ronda. Rock, I don't see her sticking around. Personally, that's my thing. I don't see her sticking around to be a champion and defending the title. I mean, I'm not like I'm not sure. Like, obviously, I don't know like the, what her contract says and how long she's like signed on for. But I just, I I don't see, I don't see like SmackDown being the go-to show to see like Ronda Rousey holding the title. You know what I mean? Like, I just I I personally don't see her winning. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like her heart's in it on the. Time. Yeah, it's like even the storyline. Like she's not mm. like she doesn't seem like she's into it. Like, I don't know. Like, she's just like, you know, just, you know, phone it in most of the time. And I don't know. I, th- I think Charlotte's going to win. It's just going to be some like weird, weird stipulation that they throw in where she, she wins. Like Ronda Rousey going to pass out or get knocked out or something stupid like that. I don't know. So you're picking Charlotte wins, but Ronda still doesn't yeah. say I quit. Save them both. Yeah, I, I could see that, man. That 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 may actually be the most realistic outcome. I don't think there's any chance Rhonda says I quit. We'll see if she leaves um, with the belt or not. Let's hear from our good friends at the Extra Cooler Show. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. time for the figure four where we get all caught up on wrestling figure news it's been about a month so we got a little bit to get to um we want to remind you guys to use code chick foley to save 10 percent on all your figure purchases at ringside collectibles ton of awesome pre-orders are up right now um first off let's start with figure news with cella i think you know we covered all the wrestlemania access reveals 
on our last uh, news bomb. There hasn't been a whole lot on the AEW front aside from inbox um, pictures of Unrivaled Series 9. Also, shout out to the Eddie Kingston figure. I think we all universally dragged that one. When it was uh, when it was a reveal, the MOC version looked a lot better. Did you guys get a chance yeah. to check that out? Yeah, I, I was actually thinking the same thing. I was actually looking through the uh, the the reveals. Uh, yeah, definitely, it definitely looks way better than uh, what we've seen at the um, at that what was that that the last pay per view that they had fan fan fest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it definitely looks way better. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's still not a. Yeah, nobody's going to confuse it for a a defining moments or an ultimate edition, but it's still miles better from from yeah, what we saw. Yeah, even the Christian doesn't um, look that bad. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, the Christian doesn't look that bad either. From uh, I mean, it, it's a little bit you know, it's it's not as bad as what I remember it to be. Essentially, Th- that Christian is by far the worst. I saw what they were going for. Yeah, I, I can respect what they were going for because they definitely made an effort to make it old man Christian and then yeah. just do the easy thing and, you know, make standard Christian. But I feel like when they were on, you know, when the designers hit their like, you know, the, the age slider, <laughs> they put it about 12 years too far. Dude. He looks this is like straight up senior citizen Christian, man. Um, yeah, he looks he looks grizzled. Um, but let's get to our good friends across the pond, Chella. Um, so first off, the Adam Bomb figure has shipped. Uh, did either one of you guys get this figure yet? The Chella Adam not. Bomb? I didn't either. Mm, okay, well, I guess I'm the only psycho that gets everything <laughs> that drops. Uh, so I grabbed it. Um, our, the, the, if you go to the Major Wrestling Figure Pod IG, they put a pretty detailed review. I think they just got a bad figure, man. Um, theirs looked pretty rough. It, uh, it had a couple, it had like different tones on different skin tones on the arms. Um, uh, the, the bubble had already come off the card when they got it. I think they just got like one of the first ones off the line or something. Mine looks fine, man. Um, you know, I never had the OG Hasbro. I have a a really, really good replica, AKA, you know, which is a fancy word of saying fake Um, Hasbro (laughs) atom bomb. Um, Jordan saw them though. Tell me those don't hold up, Jordan. Those uh, those fakes that I got. I mean, they're they're good, but they're still not the the real deal. That's that's why I didn't order the Adam Adam bomb because <laughs> I have the real deal and it's mint. Like I I just don't need this fig more than anything. There you go. Tell me, tell us you're rich without telling right, us you're rich. Hey, broke boy. The rich people are speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, he shipped pretty cool looking figure. Um, I'm looking forward to the chase glow in the dark yeah, one. Cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear this beep, and I think one of the toys is going off in the living room. Um, we also had a reveal. They're making uh legion of doom from SummerSlam 92. So the big thing on this is going to be the gold shoulder yes. pads. Did you guys get a chance to see this these? is awesome. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, they've been definitely been some of my most, uh, wanted figures for a long time i wish um action figure attack steve ozer actually came out on the the ringside collectibles forums and said that legion of doom has got some issues going on with disputes with their estate and that's the reason why there haven't there hasn't been a new legend deal with them they said this is one of the first looks that they'll put out though if they do get the rights yeah really really cool we're also getting the killer bees which is awesome um i you know i i was always a big fan of the killer bees gimmick 
And most importantly, we're getting Rhythm and Blues, yep. Greg Valentine's. You guys get a chance to check this out? Yes, thank God we finally get this figure. This was a, this was a long overdue Hasbro line figure, so I'm, I'm really happy we're going to get this finally. Yeah, that's actually like quickly going up the charts for my most wanted um, like Legends figure right now from the Elites, man. I think that would be so cool because Mattel's given us two really awesome Honky Tonk Man Elites. Yeah. Um, if there was one criticism I had of the updated Legends lines, it's been the lack of like first time in the line figures. We're getting a lot of re-releases and stuff. If that's the case, give us something cool like this. You know, I, I would totally be for a uh, an elite version of uh, of the Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. I think that'd be awesome. For sure, that that would be a great thing for them to do. Uh, Jordan, what's some of your? I'm about to go investigate what this toy is. It's beeping, man, before so it doesn't ruin the whole rest <laughs> of the podcast. Um, do you have a most wanted uh, Legends figure right now? Um, most wanted Legends figure. Uh. Dude, I'm. I, I think I'm still gonna go with the the Razor Ramon from his WCW debut in the the jean jacket and the jean uh, the jeans. Like that's by far one of my most wanted figures right now. So I would definitely go with that. I know we've gotten razors before, but I just think that look would be so cool in figure form. What about you, Marco? Huh. that's always a tough one for me. Um. Dang. I mean, they could release every Ultimate Warrior figure, and Mark, me and Mark were going to buy it. Oh, yeah. So they no, they could keep yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's a that's a no-brainer, definitely. Um, yeah, I, led, I mean... Not re- I mean, probably, I mean, the only one that's, uh, that comes to mind is Mr. Fuji, man. We definitely need a Mr. Yeah. Fuji. Um, um, especially, I mean... I'm, Depending on which one, I mean, hopefully, if it's a Legends deal, you get like all the Mister Fujis. But you know, to start it off, definitely old school Mister Fuji with the top hat, um, and the suit and stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool, I think. I think we'll, I think we'll get that in one of the either the SummerSlam or WrestleMania lines. I think that's what they're starting to do with the the managers and stuff like that. Some like of the the figure, yeah, yeah. I just think they're going to start using that more, which that's what they should have been doing all along. I think because. We don't need like uh, the 20th Rey Mysterio, right? Like the Dominic yeah. that they're doing in the, what is that? Yeah. That Survivor Series or SummerSlam line. Like that's awesome. Like that's something people want. Like uh, that's what they got to use that for. I mean, that and that makes people buy the line too. It's smart. Yep. No, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. Who? So I heard you guys mention Mr. Fuji. Would you guys rather have like the 80s, like devious one in the tuxedo? Or do you guys want the, uh, so, the Yokozuna style Mr. So Fuji? I'm hoping if, like I said, road? I'm hoping if they do a Legends deal, we get like both. So, but the, but the first one is the devious one. I want a, uh, you know, tuxedo Mr. Fuji. And then that's the second time around. Um, we get uh, Mr. Fuji with Yokozuna. I, I would I would love to have Mr. Fuji with the bucket of salt and stuff. I think yeah. that would be awesome. But I mean, either one I'll do. Like we we can't get picky when it comes to these, right? Like when they're doing managers, like we obviously want Slick Fuji, all those guys. So I'm not going to be picky about it. Harvey Whippleman, we need. To oh God, I want a Captain Lou Albano, dude. Captain Lou, let's just do a Legends uh, manager line. Uh, the problem is, it, they, yeah, the problem with that is, dude, I think those are going to be peg warmers. That's why they got to do it in the build a figure form. Like, yeah, I, yeah. they just got to be really careful because 
I mean, we got to remember, guys, these toys are geared towards kids. Like, kids don't know who Captain Luke Albino and yeah, Slick Liam. and uh, Mr. Fuji are. And you really <laughs> think some kid's going to be like, hey, Dad, I want that Mr. Fuji figure instead of that Roman Reigns next to it. Like, dude. You know what? They're, they're, <laughs> what do I say to that? That's bad parenting. They should know who that is. No. F- all those guys out. What I say to that is F them kids. <laughs> it's bad parenting on their part. Hey, Dad, I want, let me get this Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> Shut up, damn it. <laughs> hey, you guys will get a kick out of this. So, you know, it took me like three trips getting up and frantically investigating. The beeping was actually the fridge. That's uh, what it sounded the, like. The music was playing for the figure four. I ran over to grab a second beer, and I was in such a rush, I didn't close the fridge all the oh. way. So that's what had been beeping for the last I thought minutes. that's what it was, but I didn't want yeah. to say anything. <laughs> Why didn't you say something? Because I don't want to. If I would have said the fridge, you'd be like, why would the fridge be beeping, idiot? (laughs) (laughs) I know how you are. (laughs) Did um. All right, let's get back on track. There is a a story I was wanting to share with you guys. Um, between uh, messaging with with another person who was lucky enough to have the Chief J Strongbow figure in hand. And unlike my dumbass, they still have it. Yes. They didn't turn around and sell it. Um, they did some investigating. They uh, questioned the person they got it from. And I just thought this would be pretty interesting for all of the listeners. So it turns out that it was two cases. Uh, so there was a handful. I don't know exactly the number, but there were uh, there were several that got released to Australia, right? Which makes sense because that's closest to China. So they were early distribution um, and then somehow or another, there were two cases that made it to Pennsylvania and they ended up in a skid sale. So, um, skid sales are also sometimes called pallet sales. Um, what that is, is basically like overstock stuff or stuff that's going to get returned to the company or whatever. They'd all get shrink wrapped up. You'll have a, a pallet with, you know, a different amount of boxes just shrink wrapped on there. You don't, you don't even know what all you're getting. Um, it's, it's similar to storage wars. You guys remember yeah. that show? It used to come on, I think TLC maybe yep. Yep. where people would bid on the storage units. You kind of just get a glance from the outside and got to start bidding. Um, it's like that people would just, they, they have, there's places where they'll have these pallets of just random shit shrink wrapped up together. Like you could have, you know, Coca-Cola next to like toilet paper or whatever. Um, but it's all shrink wrapped together. And a lady in Pennsylvania, um, got this particular one and there were two cases of nothing but chief J strongbow figures, 16 chief J strongbows. And she put half of them on eBay and half of them on Facebook marketplace. And that's why that initial batch, the ones I got one from, they were selling for 40 bucks. Cause this lady didn't even know what she had. She was just like, Oh, I got these stupid WWE figures. Let me throw them up. Um, I just thought that was pretty wild, man. Like I don't even, I, I would love to know exactly how, these two managed to make it somehow to Pennsylvania. Um, while the rest of it seems like they're, they're never coming out. Um, but yeah, so if you, if you go to a pallet cell, you know, you never know what you're going to get. You may get, you know, the, one of the most rare wrestling figures ever. Remember made. that time that you had a chief J strong boy and you sold it for a hundred dollars. <laughs> remember that time? Oh my God. <laughs> like the Chris Farley. Yeah, you you, do, you remember man. that time you said the love you take <laughs> is equal to the love you make. <laughs> i do i do i do i still uh i still stand by it though we got our boy the mad reaper working on it i think when all is said and done i'm gonna have the best 
Chief J Strombo figure that's uh, ever made. So we'll we'll see who gets the last laugh. But <laughs> but yeah, definitely hurts, man. But I was doing it for my family. You know, I had good intentions when I did it. So I, I'm not. I haven't been beating myself too much. I haven't been beating myself up too much about it. And I still got faith, despite what you may hear from uh, anybody out there, even really reliable sources. I just can't imagine that these figures are all going to go get melted down somewhere. I, I think they're going to find their way out sooner or later, one way or another. I still got faith that, uh, you know, th- the chief's going to come home sooner or later, man. <laughs> uh, so it's been a month since we've done the, uh, since we've done this. So let's, uh, we won't, we won't, uh, you know, we won't be here all night doing this. Let's go through like kind of what's some of you guys top purchases from the, uh, the last month figure wise, Marco, you want to get us started? Uh, yeah. Uh, we were actually just talking about this earlier. So, uh, um, another hard to find figure, uh, Batista ultimate edition, the target exclusive, which is part of a, it seems like it's a legends line for, uh, for the ultimate edition. Um, I had to, I had to call up the fig God, uh, to help me, to help me get one of those. So, um, and it seems like you can't find him anywhere now. I was just actually just talking to him about it. He can't find him. If you go on Twitter, there's people still asking for it. And if you go anywhere, people are still asking if it's been restocked anywhere. And it seems like it hasn't. So, I mean, if you have a, if you have a Batista in your possession, I mean, you're one of the lucky ones right now. Um, other than that, I uh, picked up the, uh, the DX Army. So the DX Army is complete. Except for obviously X Pac, but for right now I have my own uh makeshift X Pac. I kind of took the uh X Pac that that was recently released in the DX gear and you know just put like the uh the DX shirt on him and the the camel pants and stuff like that and had like a um a leather jacket. I think it's from like Finn Balor or something. Just threw it on there, so that's kind of like a placeholder until the uh until the actual X Pac figure um shows up and. Man, there's so much stuff that I <laughs> picked up. So, um, actually, I'll round it off with this. So, I've been kind of piecing together a WrestleMania three uh, pay per view card deal. So, um, obviously, with the build a figure Vince McMahon, uh, you have the wrestle. You have you have him doing the WrestleMania three. Um, I have the um, obviously you know Harley Race and. Um, the junkyard dog that came out a while back, yep. as well as Macho Man, the defining moments, and the Miss Elizabeth. So I pretty much got like all the all the pieces for the only ones I don't have is like the um the obviously Jesse the Body Ventura doesn't have a figure, um as well as there's no you know gear specific uh, Jake the Snake that came out. So kind of that's kind of like a stand in. Um, I have the Honky Tonk Man as well there so i kind of like uh veered away from the tag teams because i don't really have the space for them so i kind of focus on the singles matches of wrestlemania 3 yeah um but yeah that's all that's that i I was secretly putting that together so yeah my uh bean gene i have my howard finkel i have my uh um gorilla monsoon with the red jacket i just took the um red jacket from bean gene and the arms and did my own uh mashup of that so yeah it looks it looks pretty sick i'll actually i'll Probably take a picture of it and post it in the Facebook group so you can see. You need to get a uh, a custom Adrian Adonis one. That's true. I actually have like kind of have a custom uh, Jesse the Body. I use the uh, Superstar Billy Graham, <laughs> the the young version of him with the uh, without the uh, the you know the beard, and kind of threw on one of Macho Man's bandanas 
and the glasses and stuff like that. So kind of like a makeshift Jesse Ventura in the mix. So yeah, nice. those, those are my uh, purchases so far. Cool. All right, Jordan, how about you, man? So, since we last talked, I got Ultimate Edition, um, Batista, obviously. I got the Triple H, uh, all of Series 14, including the Edge Chase. And then today, I finally got my Brody Lee and Negative One. And that figure, that set is awesome. Yeah, it is really cool, man. Uh, For me, yeah, that set was a highlight. I got the Chase Mox, the New Japan version nice. with the uh, shorts. Love that figure. I basically, yeah, I found the, uh, whenever I found that Jericho Chase at GameStop, I threw that bad boy up on eBay and basically flipped it into that Chase Mox. Awesome. So, yeah, Mox is my favorite wrestler in AEW, so I had to have that figure. Um, and then I just want to give another plug to the new, the newest Ultimate Editions, the new Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. The Mr. T figure is really cool. Um, but that Hulk Hogan, even though he is a racist piece of shit, um, <laughs> that is still like, it's the best Hulk Hogan figure ever made. Wow. And I think it's, it's probably top 10 all time for Mattel, yeah. man. Like, I don't know if you guys got I that one I yet. didn't get it yet. Um, I got the shipping. It just. Perp, but yeah, I seen, um, just, I seen a lot of fig photography of it with the different head scans, dude. And yeah, it might, it literally might be the best Hulk Hogan. Not even, it might be the best, one of the best figures ever made not even just the best Hulk Hogan even though he is a racist piece of yeah. shit they always have to uh, throw that in there but yeah no it is uh it is it, it, yeah they outdid themselves on this one it's definitely one of those ones that um it's definitely one of those ones that uh it just looks like they they shrunk the wrestler down and made like just a little miniature yeah. version of man it's crazy um but yeah those those are my favorite ones um, let's hear from our good friend, J-Bone, John Swallow, and then we will get into some listener mail for this week. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, and our first listener mail question Gina! is in. You can't just jump in like Whoa, that. Whoa, what is this? <laughs> oh, man. You can't just jump in all nonchalant after the first 55 minutes of the podcast. I told, I told her right at the start of the show, is to, you know, I explained to him what our... one-on-one Yeah, players, I explained dude. to him what our living situation's been for the last <laughs> month, and now it's been chaos, and you're upstairs dealing with that. But here she is. It's the Chick Foley show, even if Chick Foley's only around for the last couple minutes. Uh, oh, man. But she's back. She's I finally got her now. down for the Do three counted. Uh, submitted her. Catch, give the listeners your perspective on what you've been up to the last uh, the last month. You can tell them about your, your big boy purchase. We just, got oh, done with, yeah. we just got done with weekly purchases. We didn't even talk about the biggest one. So, yeah. So, I probably told you guys we're staying. Uh, we're kind of squatting here in Kentucky during our transition from Virginia to Tennessee, which has been great. We're very fortunate. We're not staying in a hotel because that, I mean, staying in a hotel 
by yourself, you know, it's just you and your, your spouse, significant other, whatever. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Get a little room service. But when you get two wildlings running around trying to get them settled, like that sounds like hell to me. So being able to stay here at our parents' house and, you know, all that kind of stuff, it's been, it's been great. So we've been kicking it out here in the country. I'm surprised we even have enough internet service to do this podcast right now, because literally like where we are, if the nest cameras, like if, if you're on your phone and like the nest cameras kick on, like the TV will like shut off, like the Wi-Fi on the TV will <laughs> shut off. So we are, we are deep, deep in the, in the sticks. Uh, but it's been good. And uh, my weekly purchase, uh, we just confirmed today, is uh, we, we got a house. So that was that was our big boy purchase of the of the awesome. week. So stoked for that. Closing on May 18th. Uh, yeah. You got your mini farm. I got, yeah, I got a little mini farm in the backyard. So everything worked out. We'll share more about that later, especially as we move in and kind of give you guys behind the scenes of what it looks like and all that. But yeah, if you're, if you're not house hunting right now, I, I definitely envy you because it's been a, it's been a process. So stoked to have that off my plate and you got some listener mail for us well yeah duh, right. that's why i'm here so first one comes in from phil dunnett he says which of the four podcast members is going to finish lowest in the picks league i'm gonna say seth dude seth, yeah. historically seth just like i'll uh yeah I'll, I'll take this one so i i think it's a good bet between i think jordan and marco are probably neck and neck for who is gonna finish first out of the four of us jordan because what? i'm always at yeah, the top. She's I, at the I, top. I was in the finals yeah. last year excuse me can i finish bro <laughs> you're you're jordan because he is you know the most experienced gambler out of the yeah. four of us marco because um doing the awesome work they're doing over on the raw down he's definitely more in tune with the week-to-week product than the rest of us I mean, you've we've seen been... how much the week-to-week product actually pays off in the papers. True, stuff. true. I think uh, I think I'm going to be last just because I got in a I got in a bad funk. You know, I did good the first season we did it, but I got in a habit lately. I've just been picking based off what I would book, and I think I did good the first season because I was really putting myself in like Vince McMahon's mind. Um, and I've been bombing here recently, man. So yeah, me and Vince got two different ideas about how the show should be booked. So. <laughs> That's why I've been struggling so much. So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to finish at the lowest out of the four of us this time. Is everybody, is it uh, unanimous? We all think Seth's going to finish at the bottom of the pack of the four of us? No, because I, I, I am the most experienced gambler. I'm also the most experienced loser of the gamblers. So, I'm saying <laughs> I finish at the bottom. It, it's going to be a race to the bottom, Seth. Yeah, you should, you should, uh, okay, oh, I'll man. see you there. You should, uh, uh, George, you should actually talk to uh, Tom to see if you guys can do like a uh, a gambler show. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds like that's going to go down the hole. I don't want to, but and, uh, that doesn't sound good. All of a sudden, we'll be putting we'll be putting thousand dollar bets on badminton at midnight, dude. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> oh me! Next comes in from Johnny JB. He says, "Which Sherry Martell figure do you prefer? The latest SummerSlam 22 Elite or the Series 65 Come Elite?" On. I I like the SummerSlam one just because it's a it's a better figure, right? It's kind of Sherry more strictly as a manager. She's more in like sensational Sherry slash scary Sherry yep. mode, and you could still use it with the Macho Man one. The one from that the previous one was cool for a wrestling sherry like it was really good for event specific wrestlemania 6 but um i never really remember her wearing that like big purple poopy dress 
um, that, that we saw right on that one. So I, I take the newer one. Any, anybody feel any different? I, I like purple poopy poop poopy poopy poopy. See, you can tell I've been dealing with the babies too much. I got pur- the purple poopy dress, you know. No, she's stone cold sober, also, folks. <laughs> I would I would argue that being sleep deprived and tired is is equivalent to being buzzed. Oh yeah, and, and semi drunk. Am I no, wrong? Yeah. Definitely. Not. Yeah, it definitely gives you some sort of uh, you know. <laughs> not, not when you're drinking with this clan. Over the... <laughs> All right, Zach Hertzler says, "What? Speaking of drinks, what do you prefer to drink? Iced tea or soda? Soda, dude. Like." I, so you know you guys know i'm in the navy literally the only time i drink iced tea there was a coke machine on my ship that for whatever reason always had super ice cold lemon brisk uh tea that was the only time i ever get iced tea for whatever reason it just hit different out of that other than that i i would never drink tea over it's, soda. uh it's so funny i mean i don't really drink either on a regular basis but um being from like Kentucky and stuff, like a lot of people drink sweet tea, dude. Like a lot of freaking people drink ice sweet tea. I feel like Zach kind of set tea up for failure though, because he's not even asking like tea or Coca Cola or like tea or Sprite. He's putting tea Against over the entire sodas. breadth of yeah. all sodas. Like True. it can't compete, dude. That's yeah. like you know, it's like Thanos going up against all the Avengers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to say soda again. I don't drink either on a regular basis, but there is, there's really nothing that hits quite like an ice cold Coca-Cola. When it comes to just the regular, like cola flavored colas, would that be right? Cola flavored colas, like the RCs, the the Coca-Cola, the the Pepsis, all that. Um, Coca-Cola definitely reigns supreme. A lot of people around here drink RC. RC is pretty good. Pepsi um, is just like, you're subhuman to me if you like Pepsi <laughs> Coca-Cola. But, uh, subhuman. Yeah. Wow. The, uh, I, I got like a, a hot take, as, especially being from Kentucky. Like traditional Southern sweet tea, to me, that's disgusting. No. Like I would drink like room temperature tap water before I drink Dang. Southern Jordan, sweet tea. Jordan, do you like sweet tea? You I, seem I, like you seem like somebody. Who I'm about to take tea. this a step further. I like sweet tea I'm too. I'm, I'm going to take this step further. I'd rather drink uh, muddy water than drink any tea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do tea. not like lemon tea, tea at is all. Good, man. A, brisk I like lemon, tea. a brisk lemon iced tea in a can is good. But I like, tea. Tea, like McDonald's sweet tea, like if I accidentally take a sip of somebody's <laughs> McDonald's cup and sweet tea, like I'm I'm spitting. The problem, with McDon- the problem with McDonald's sweet tea is they never use enough ice. When you do a sweet tea, it's got to be like to the brim yeah. ice. Yeah. Like you gotta, it's got to be almost be... like walking down too. Yeah. It could be super exactly. syrupy. Yeah, yeah, if it's like... super syrupy, yeah. But yeah, I do I do like sweet tea. I haven't had I haven't had sweet tea in a long time. But um, I got in a habit for a while drinking just regular like unsweet iced tea. And it was good. But yeah, it, it, can't, it can't mess with freaking Coca-Cola, dude. Tony Barker says, if you had unlimited resources, what would your ultimate summer vacation destination be? Um, SummerSlam, July 30th, Nashville, Tennessee. I don't need resources. On my own limited resources, I'm executing my summer vacation dream. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I encourage everybody from the Foley family. Get to, there's still tickets available for SummerSlam. Get tickets and uh, get your ass to Nashville. Yeah. It's Marco, gonna be are, you, awesome. are you and Kim going to make it happen? Yeah, I think we're going to make it happen. I was I was actually just thinking about that. I was going to like kind of put out a thing saying like, "Hey, if if you guys are like you know on the fence of like buying tickets, like don't think that you we all have to sit together at like the event. Like just buy tickets, go see the event, and then like you, obviously we can all meet up before. You can meet up after. Like it doesn't have to be like yeah, a, well pregame, we'll oh, pregame yeah. before the yeah, uh, before yeah, the event. Can, yeah. So like. Y- 
Yeah, just get your just get yeah, your just, ass just there. Get there and, yeah, we're hitting Broadway at like two o'clock on SummerSlam Saturday. It's gonna be yeah. Awesome. So like yeah, yeah, it's gonna be so much yeah. fun. I'm stoked. Um, we uh, this is SummerSlam is is gonna be freaking awesome. And I can't wait. But my ultimate summer vacation destination, I would go back to Kauai, dude. That was just like the most peaceful, relaxing, chill vacation and the most like beautiful little slice of earth that there is dude. yeah so. Kauai was awesome I, I feel like that's more like a fall though i feel like we went the perfect time you know what we I mean? did go in the fall yeah like, it was... summertime is probably going to be like sitting on like the surface <laughs> of the sun <laughs> I don't know, man. There's those freaking uh you know uh coastal like breeze yeah, and all that kind of fall, stuff you know fall was perfect though it fall, was nice. fall was perfect but yeah if i could go back to Kauai, it wouldn't matter what time of year it was because that place is dope anybody else got any summer vacations before we wrap yep, this thing up my my actual summer vacation spots are going to be nashville with the phelps and then uh, i'm going to the forbidden door in chicago but if I had unlimited resources, yeah, Jordan yeah. Ford, it, if wow. if I had unlimited resources, I would spend the summer in Bora Bora. Ooh, yeah, mm, that would be nice. Yeah, super exotic. There ain't no cell phone service All there. Right, that's it. For, it's perfect. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shayna, plug us. Uh, plug you guys. Oh man, I'm gonna see if I remember even how to do this. It's been so long. Uh, you can find me at Chick Foley Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show, and then find us on uh, the interwebs at chickfoleyshow.com. All right, and remember use code Chick Foley to save. 10% at Ringside Collectibles and check out all the amazing stuff dropping from Chalkline. All right, I'm going for two straight. Sheena, hit me with the trivia question of the week. All right. Which of the following inductees was not inducted posthumous? Wow. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, was it Junkyard Dog, Mae Young, Buddy Rogers, or The Grand Wizard? Yikes. Which one was not which one, which of the following was not inducted? May Young. May Young. I think Junkyard Dog was the only one that was even still alive when uh, the Hall of Fame was a thing. That he died in like 99 or 2000, I think. So thanks for the depressing yeah. question, Sheen, to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. You can bring us back up, though. You were only here for the last uh, 10 minutes. Sheena, hit us with the closing thoughts for this week's show. Closing thoughts for the week. I'm just going to double down on what we just talked about. If you can make it happen, do make it happen. Get to SummerSlam. It's going to be a fully fam, fantastic weekend. And I hope to see you all there.